Hey friends, welcome in to the Deeply Funny Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Yaney. Tonight's episode is a special bonus content that is brought to you out of our Creative Voice Mastermind class that's been going on this winter. And this episode is titled, Letting Your Freak Flag Fly. Why is that? Because y'all, we have got to learn how to let our hair down, get out of our own cages, and start creating. So this week, we're going to be talking about how to love yourself, what is love to find, how our flaws make us beautiful, duality in the masks that we wear, and we're going to get to do some fun creative exercises. We'll be tapping back into who you were when you were just a little girl, before the world set in. And at the end, we're going to do about a 10 or 15 minute exercise, um, and it's totally optional, but you're going to have the chance to draw your own comic strip and really become your own superhero. I hope this is fun for you guys. If you have a chance, grab your notebook, grab a pen, some markers, some paper, and grab a seat. Get comfy. If you can't, I get it, life happens, you can totally complete this while you're walking around, doing the dishes, taking the dog outside, but it's really meant and designed to be something that you do seated as kind of a quiet introspection. All right, well, I hope you guys get something out of this. We had so much fun in class this week that I just decided to go ahead and turn it into an offering for all of you, and we will be back later this week with more full-length episodes of Deeply Funny because your heart is both. All right, welcome to week two of the Creative Voice Mastermind. Today, we are going to be talking about a concept that is near and dear to my heart, and that is letting your freak flag fly. So what does this term mean to me? Well, we'll get into that and more in this episode. One thing that I am very passionate about is talking about using your unique voice, moving into the path of creative self-expression. And so today we'll dig into things like what is love defined? How do our flaws make us beautiful? How does duality affect us? What are the masks and the costumes that we wear? How do you even go about the process of finding your voice, unearthing it? What are the ways that we can try on lots of hats (laughs) and go through iteration in the process? Are you guys ready? All right, let's dive in. So the first thing we're going to do today before we go into content is give you the opportunity to do a little bit of creative self-expression yourself. So if you don't have one, take a pause for a second, grab a piece of paper, a pen, maybe a brightly colored marker, and grab a seat. Okay, you ready? (laughs) And let's go. So moving your pen onto the paper, I encourage you to set a timer for two or three minutes, and you can just pause this episode and start to move your pen around the page. As you're moving it, go into swirls and spirals. There's no wrong way. The main thing is just to keep a fluid motion for a couple of minutes time. Once you feel like you have a good, sufficient shape on the page, you can always stop and start adorning it. What decorations or color or quotes or googly eyes might you add to just kind of bring this thing to life? Again, there's no wrong way. 
The whole point is just to create. All right. So once you've done that, just go ahead and take a moment and step back and look at your creation. How do you feel about it? Do you love it? <laughs> Today we will talk about what it is to become a little bit more of an impartial observer, the art of meditation and mindfulness, and how we can give ourselves a little more space to step away from judgment. So if you didn't enjoy your creation today, don't worry. We've got lots of more. Oh my gosh, we have lots more good stuff on the way. So, okay, let's dig in, guys. Content, content, content. When we talk about creative self-expression and letting our freak flag fly, the first question I have to ask is, what does love define? And I think it's from the movie Garden State, but it's my favorite definition I ever heard of love. And they say, what does love mean to you? And when we think about what is it to find love in a parent and a partner and a workplace and a friendship and anywhere where we can find community, we typically all have one thing in common, right? We want to feel loved, seen, valued, heard, appreciated for what makes you, you. So ask yourself, what is it that makes you special? What are all those little sacred, holy parts of yourself that maybe you even keep hidden from the world? And every once in a while, someone stumbles upon it and they go, oh my gosh, this is so cool. This is so great. And they see you and you feel it and they celebrate it with you, which is often the most exciting part. All of us at our core, we want to feel seen and valued and appreciated. That's love. And then we get into the other parts, our flaws, those things we know inherently that those things are actually what make us beautiful. But again, going into that concept of duality and the masks we wear, at some point we learn that we had to start to conceal those parts of ourselves. I think for many of us, that may have happened in middle school and high school, maybe even elementary. Could be with your family, or maybe you had a bully. Maybe there was someone somewhere along the path that made you feel like you had to take those things that were sacred and bury it deep beneath the surface so that you might be able to feel safe. Does this resonate? The good news is it isn't permanent. The first step is awareness. We can always start to see what it is. And then we give ourselves room to not just react to the stimulus, but actually to respond to it. And when we get in the practice of responding to it, we can respond more appropriately. So you may want to take a pause here again and just ask yourself, take out your journal and try to get to the bottom of what were some of the early things that made me special that you love to read? Were you the girl who was obsessed with horses? Maybe you just really, really, really loved being an athlete. What were some of the things that made you just feel special and unique and celebrated? What were some of the things culturally that were encouraged by your family? Did you love to bake and your mom pulled you up on a stool so that you could see the counter? What were some of the things that maybe weren't so encouraged in your family? What were some of the parts that you felt made fun of, whether that was at home or school, that you slowly started to tuck away? 
Once you've got a couple of those things jotted down, you may even take a minute and just draw out some pictures or some scenes or a couple of keywords or phrase that you remember from that time period. Okay. So at this point, I would just ask you to step back and think about it. When we get into the process of finding your voice, unearthing it, what is it that you have to say? <laughs> and here's one thing I would encourage you to think about, right? We get into this place of like, oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. We start to conceal, conceal, conceal. But at the end of the day, our flaws are actually where we start to find our people. <laughs> and, you know, my mom always said this about being younger. She said, sometimes you have to try on a lot of hats to figure out who you are. I can remember many hats that I wore <laughs> at that age. Maybe my goth age or my punk age or when I was a cheerleader or when I was president of FBLA, the Future Business Leaders of America people. <laughs> Some of those things stuck around and became part of my character. I'm still a leader to this day. I love business. I love, you know, going to networking events and conferences like that piece really stayed with me, became part of my core. Being a cheerleader, well, maybe not in the traditional sense, but I do love to make people feel supported and appreciated. My goth and punk years, those have kind of fallen by the wayside. I wouldn't say those are core memories, but then again, if you take me to a good Charlotte concert or some 41, I'm probably going to know all the words. So it's still in there somewhere. <laughs> so what is it for you that you had to try on lots of hats to get to the bottom of? And, you know, I think for most of us, we're at a place where we can give ourselves grace for that growth period that we went through when we were younger. But what about now? What are the hats that you're trying on these days? Maybe you're trying on the hat of a creator or a small business owner or a manager, or maybe even a mom. <laughs> Have any of you had a little baby? So when you tap into that place of, you know, what are these new identities? What are these new labels? What are these new things that I want to try and create in my own life? Do you expect yourself to show up in perfection? I think that's always step one. And if so, where can you give yourself a little more grace? All right. So again, another opportunity to do some journal exercise. Um, if that's not your jam, it's okay. You can always just hit pause and do this mentally or let the reflections come to you as we're talking through it. But if you really want to get the most out of it, you know, it's always going to be good to just kind of stop and grab a pen and jot some things down. However you want to do this exercise, totally up to you. But for the first one, we're just going to ask you to take a couple minutes and think about what parts of yourself are yearning to be appreciated? What do you love about you? And what is the reflection that you often get from others, whether that's the same or different from the things that you love about yourself? What is it that's always getting reflected back to you on your birthday cards, your performance review, or even when you're just sitting and chatting with your partner? What comes up? I think often in life, you know, we we don't think people see us, <laughs> but then once we really start digging in and having those conversations, we realize, huh, despite as much as I tried to hide that, actually people have a pretty good idea about what makes me tick and what makes me happy. 
And also more than we would like. That means they also tend to see our not so happy parts. <laughs> and, you know, I just encourage you to remember that for all your brightness and light, there's a shadow self, right? There's a shadow side. We're okay with that. We don't have to be perfect. And, you know, I was thinking about this example, but I have a friend who, you know, often feels left out and, you know, that can be a challenge, right? When your brain is constantly looking for evidence that you're not part of this, you don't belong here. But, oh my God, her super spidey special sauce is like, that person makes everyone feel so included. She will go out of her way to have your back. She will go out of her way to make sure you have a seat at the table. And um, yeah, you know, we all have the darkness and the light that flows through us often at the very same time. So whatever it is that, you know, you want to be appreciated, thinking about both in the darkness and the light aspects of that, the yin, the yang, how do we think about balance? How can you start to show up for yourself a little bit mm, less judgmentally? <laughs> how can you give yourself a little more grace? Awesome. So once you've thought about that, completed that exercise, we can move on to part two. So you guys, uh, you know, my, something my coach says all the time, and I think it is so true. Everyone wants something to believe in and something to belong to. Everyone on this planet, on some level, wants to be seen for who you are. And yet, we go through so much effort and great lengths to mask ourselves. So thinking about it a little more playfully, what are some of the masks and costumes that you wear? What are the costumes in which you cloak yourself to pretend to fit in, to belong at work, in your family, in your social groups, or anywhere else where you have to show up and just kind of get along? <laughs> so, you know, again, we can take everything in life, we kind of have a choice how we, how we respond to it, right? It can feel really painful to wear these masks and costumes, especially, you know, I mean, I'm not even going to get into specifics, but when you think about things like gender, orientation, religion, you know, there are things that we are told quite cruelly at times that, hey, this is the most defining feature about you. You're being rejected for this piece. And so we tend to kind of wear that like an identity. But in reality, that's not who we are, right? What we are is something more pure. It's something that we give way more credit to. And it really goes back to who you are at your core, your identity. You know, you might call that being a son or a daughter. You might call that being a child of the universe. You might just call that being, insert your name here, <laughs> at your core, who are you? I'm Kristen. Are you Corey? What's your name? And, you know, we just kind of forget that there's this playful aspect to life, right? So as we go back to what is it that I want to believe in? What is it that I want to belong to? Seeing yourself for who you really are. Asking yourself, what are some of the masks that you've been wearing? And reflecting a little bit on where could you have some opportunity to put that down? Got it? Great. All right, let's move on. So chances are that you want to be seen and known for who you are. And yet, dichotomy. Ouch. <laughs> 
After completing those exercises, I hope you have a little better idea of who it is that you really are at your core and underneath all the layers and layers of conditioning, remembering that there is something there that is true and authentic to you that goes beyond the boundaries of our circumstance. And so we're just going to do a little guided meditation visualization exercise on returning home to ourself. So wherever you are, take a comfortable Oh my gosh. <laughs> Wherever you are, take a comfortable seat. Rest your feet on the floor. Try and sit up straight with your back and take a couple of deep breaths together. On returning home to oneself, take a minute and consider who you were when you were just a little girl. Take a moment and reflect on what it felt like to sit there on the floor and play with your toys. What kind of things were you drawn to? Were you a poet, a painter? a player of horses or My Little Ponies? Did you love to play basketball or run around outside in the mud with your brother? Did you love to wear braces or dream of the day that one day you could have long, curly, blonde hair? <laughs> what was it that you dreamed of? What was it that you were drawn to? And where was it that you were just uniquely free and creative? Did you love to make blanket forts and read books in bed? Did you love to lay out at the moon and the stars and daydream about what it would be like to be one of them? At some point along our journey, we concealed parts of us because we learned it wasn't safe. The journey to coming back home to you begins here. It starts with awareness. Becoming aware is the first step towards being able to respond versus react. Creating a little space from the burden of being yourself. Become the observer. Look at yourself today in this moment with just a little less criticism. As you step back from the judgment and the burden of being you, Notice what comes up for you. In some cultures and species, like penguins, they have a call that is so specific to you. No matter how lost or in utter darkness or chaos, you can always hear your song and know what to return to. What is your song that is calling out to you? Start to depict in your mind's eye the parts of yourself that are longing for you to come home and that you long, long to return to. 
As you close your eyes and start to hear the siren song that your mother or your tribe or your village wants sing out to you, can you hear the rhythm? What does it look like when you close your eyes and start to feel like you are dancing? What parts of your spirit feel like they are breaking and calling you back into that place of innocence, sweetness, joy, and freedom? As you start to feel this rhythm and come dancing, feel your feet start to come back together in the room. Tapping your toes and your heels on the floor, wiggling your back, your fingers, flutter your eyes open and come back into the room. Grabbing your pen and your journal, start to draw a picture of what this looks like for you. Or if you are feeling a bit musical, go ahead and hum the tune. What does it feel like to you when you find your song, your voice, your calling? Move your body to the rhythm. Come home to you. All right. (laughs) Great job, everybody. For our last thing today, we're just going to have a little bit of fun and playfulness. So coming out of that meditation, I hope that you're feeling really good and free and hopeful and also feeling that gentle remembering that's just kind of nudging you back to you. So there's an invitation we're going to do today to draw out a comic strip based on everything we did today. So this is basically your capstone requirement. Um, as we talk about letting your freak flag fly, <laughs> we're going to start with you as your younger self before the world got to you. So go ahead and take a sheet of paper and draw out a big rectangle and then divide that rectangle up into smaller squares like you would the frames of a comic strip. You're going to want five in total. And the first square at the top, label it as your younger self. Moving into the second square, label that, locking it up. And the third square at the top, label that one, superhero you. And the fourth square, label your heart unlocks. And then the fifth square at the top, label that, integrated you. She arises. All right, great job. (laughs) So now I'm going to cue you with a little bit of a story. And if you're ready, you can go ahead and get started and and start to draw this out as we move through the story. And if not, just go ahead and take a listen and pause it. You can go back and re-listen to the recording as you complete the exercise. How you move through it is completely up to you. But the point of today is that we're going to move through the first square to the fifth square and just practicing that art of storytelling. Take about 10 or 15 minutes to complete this exercise. 
If you move quicker, totally okay. But you may even find yourself want to go back and write the story. So you can do a depiction with captions, stick figures. It's okay if you're not the world's best artist here. Um, but the real point is to kind of move you through the storytelling, however that best flows through you. Got it? Okay. And remember, best you can, refrain from judgment. Just let yourself enjoy the practice and the art of creating and become the observer of your experience. All right, let's dive in. So moving into the first square, tap back into your younger self. Do you remember her, that girl who was just so intrinsically creative? Can you remember who you were before the world got to you? Start to draw a picture of some of the things that you loved. Who was she? This could be you sitting on the floor of your room, reading under a blanket with a pile of books and a flashlight. This could be you if you were the girl who loved to play with horses, standing surrounded by a field of ponies or imaginary ponies. <laughs> and if you can't really remember who you were then, just draw your best idea, your memory of what it felt like when you were just still so free to be yourself before the world came in and bringing with it all of its conditioning. In the second square, draw yourself whenever you went into that memory that you may have started to lock it up. If you were the kid who read lots of books, this could be when you went to school and someone made fun of you. This could be when your peers started to give you the memo that maybe you might need to conform in order to belong. However that memory comes to you, just draw a little depiction and maybe a caption. It could be a little triggering, you know, if hurtful words or things come up. It's okay, you can add those in the captions. The good news is your superhero will soon be coming for you. <laughs> All right. So once you've gotten your younger self and then uh, completed the second square around realizing it wasn't safe to be yourself, let's move on to step three. In the third scene, superhero you appears. At this point, you may be feeling a little hopeless or helpless and superhero you drops into the room. Like any good story, your superhero has brought you a present. What is the gift that they're giving to you? What is it that they're giving to you that will be your key to unlock and access these locked up parts of you in the next phase? Could be an actual key, could be a super special secret space rock that they brought from outer space that only you can unleash the power of. <laughs> It could be the code to a nuclear reactor buried beneath the city containing all your secrets. What happens next is up to you. All right. Okay, and then in the fourth square, just go ahead and take a minute and start to draw what happens when you unlock. What does it look like? When your superhero has granted you your special powers or given you this key and you start to unlock all the hidden pieces of you. Draw a picture of yourself as you start to realize it, as you start to come into that sense of inner belonging and memory and recognition of all the unique things that make you you. All right. 
And when you're ready, move into the next phase. The last phase that we'll be drawing tonight is integrated you. What does she look like? What do you look like when you start to arise and rejoin all the versions of you, including superhero you? What does it feel like? What does it look like? What's now possible? What are the new capabilities or powers or beliefs that you maybe once long thought were hidden and gone about yourself that suddenly you've been able to return to? Go ahead and draw a picture of your actualized self, of your risen self. And if you want to, add a caption or an affirmation that supports you in this new condition. All right. Great job. <laughs> so again, if you need to pause this recording, go back and run it again. Um, no amount of time is too little or too much, but I recommend trying to take about 10 minutes to complete this exercise. Give yourself a chance to really flush it out. All right. Well, great job. I hope that this comic strip was fun for you. The whole point, again, is remembering there's many ways to heal. And, you know, as we look at the journey of our younger self moving into, you know, a place of maybe a little brokenness or untrue thoughts and beliefs that come up about ourselves and realizing that we did it because we care about ourselves, because we weren't safe or didn't feel that we were safe. And we didn't hide ourselves because we rejected ourselves, really. At the core, we did it because when you know that you have sacred treasure buried inside of you, you want to protect it. So you did this actually as a good thing. But now, in order to move forward and unlock yourself and step back into that arisen superhero you, we have to go through that process of becoming more integrated. So this is a framework you can implement any time that you want to dig in and kind of look at what makes you you, what were some of those thoughts or memories or beliefs of your younger self, and how can you kind of flow through this process in order to become more integrated? So I just love the visual depiction of storytelling that comes with the comic book strip. And it's such a gentle, loving reminder that really you can be, and you already are, your own hero. So stop waiting around for somebody else to come for you <laughs> and take that first baby step today towards, you know, reintegrating and living a creative life. You did such a great job today. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> you are so worthy of love and creativity. And I hope you really got something out of this. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next week with more fun, creative exercises. And, you know, no matter where you are in the journey, and no matter where you are in your process, I just want to say thank you for showing up, for doing the work, and for loving yourself enough to go through the discomfort and give yourself a chance. You're incredible. I love you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
one thing that would really help us out as a new show is if you guys can take a minute to hop onto Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and leave us a quick rating or review. It would really mean a lot. And we want to hear from you. So drop us a comment, leave a rating, let us know what you want to hear more of. What are you thinking about these conversations and what are you getting out of it? Um, if you want to follow along with the show, again, you can find us on Instagram at Deeply Funny Podcast. We'd love to connect with you there. And thank you so much for just being a listener, for being part of this creative community. We're so excited to see what you create and what collectively we can do next. Thank you so much, you guys. From my heart to yours, I'm so glad that you're here. Deeply funny, because your heart is both. <laughs>